everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where I have two master's degrees of big family and work full-time, but somehow finishing these stupid camp trunks is seriously my greatest accomplishment annually. That is both pathetic and the truth. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Seal Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live, Nahum's live lunch. I mean, I'm blinking twice. It doesn't look like Yoni. Yoni's here, but so is Avrami. Avrami Finkelstein joins us. He is not in his Baltimore studio. He is here in New York City. Good morning, Avrami. Boker Tov to you and all the listeners. How are you? No commute for you today. No, we commuted last night instead, so I might have gotten about the same amount of sleep. <laughs> all right. Okay, that's your fault. But I came though. from Brooklyn yeah. instead of Baltimore, so it was Did you a take the subway? I did take the subway, All and it right. takes around the same amount of time to go from Brooklyn to here as it does to go from uh, 34th Street to here. <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess it depends on where... And what time, yeah. Yeah, and where in Brooklyn. I mean, I joke that I don't know the difference between any parts of Brooklyn, so when Nahum says we have a meeting in Borough Park, I'll be like, oh, isn't that near Atlantic Terminal? And he looks at me like I'm a complete yutz because, you know, it's on different sides of the of the earth. But um, I don't know where you were coming from. I get to take the B train the, for uh, most of it, which is the express train from Flatbush. Right. Well, I take the B so. train, but I take it one stop. Boom. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Two stops, actually. Not to the hell. So, but it wasn't bad. I'm not, okay. You know, it was fine. Well, was welcome. Fine. Thank you very much. It is nice to see you. Last time we saw you, we were in Baltimore. That's right. A very... Uh, Surprise! Yes. We were in Baltimore. <laughs> I was joking with Yoni the other day as to whether or not when you come when you came into the studio, meaning today, if you were still going to be surprised that we drove down to Baltimore to surprise you. I'm still marveling over it. I'm no longer surprised, but I'm yes. You're marveled. You're marveled that we we drove, or that, that we're still talking down, to each the other. Whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm on that part of it. The rest, I'm sure, oh. will take care of itself. All right. Well, that's very, very nice. Um, if you missed the 2018 FJBJM and AM Marathon, you can still donate at fjbunity.org. The website is open 24 hours a day. Please feel free to donate through the remittance envelopes you have received in your mailing. That would be most appreciated, but feel free as well to just go to the website and do it now. fjbunity.org. Keep us going strong for another year long. I'm going to do the fortune cookie first because there are, Rami, I'm not even kidding, there are a gazillion national holidays today. They Most of them revolve around the summer solstice, which is today. Right, it is right. June the, 21st, right? Correct. It is the longest day of the year. Happy summer. Yes, which of course would happen, have to happen to us on a Thursday because Thursdays in general are the longest days of the week. They just absolutely never seem to end. But uh, with no exception, today is the summer solstice. Yoni, I'm sure, is thrilled because he likes heat. I am actually the happiest on the winter solstice because I like snow and cold, and the summer makes me cranky. But let's get to this in a, in a minute. First, the fortune cookie. Buy things because you need them, not because they are on sale. Basically, Stephen Wallach and Confucius got together and somehow or another gave me this fortune. Yeah, <laughs> This is like the conversation that we have all the time. How much did that cost? I got it on sale. That's not a price. That's the conversation. Just because you got it on sale doesn't mean that it didn't cost us money to buy it in the first place. Well, it's not about how much it costs. It's about how much did you save. Um, yes, but in order to save, you have to spend in the first place. <laughs> that is like, you know, that's that's you know when my when my daughters come back from the mall, that's the first thing I hear. Oh, let me show you what I got on sale. No, 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 no. You're still not paying the credit card. Um, but let's, okay, now let's go to the most important things. Let's go to the national the national holidays. Uh, by the way, you know what I also found out of Rami, which was a little heartbreaking. The website I use for the national holidays isn't comprehensive. 
there are other holidays <laughs> out there that I'm not acknowledging. So how are you going to... That could be know. your next project. That's what I need. come up with a more comprehensive site. Shkayach. I need another project. I really appreciate that. Okay, uh, today it's Atheist Solidarity Day. Um, I guess you guys need a day of the year to get together because you're not in any other group. So happy day to you, I guess. But uh, I'm sure you know there are no atheists in a foxhole. It's also Dump the Pump Day. And as a snooty um, hybrid driver, that would be me. I'd say, yay, Dump the Pump. Go Skateboarding Day. Yep, that is also today. We're going to skip that one. It's International Day of Yoga. I see us skipping that as well. It's National Daylight Appreciation Day. Uh-huh. Because of the longest day. Then. Yes, clearly because it's the longest day of the year. It's also uh, National Seashell Day and National Selfie Day. We are going to participate in National Selfie Day a little bit later. I know you're excited. Yep. That's you. It's Recess at Work Day. I'm excited about that. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that has to happen every Thursday. Otherwise, we don't talk to each other by the end of the day. It's World Giraffe Day. Why do you think it's World Giraffe Day, Avrami? Because giraffes are becoming extinct. No. That yeah. was totally depressing by you just now. That they was a are. downer. Posted it, that it? was a downer. No, because it's the longest day of the year. Okay. That's also the reason why it's Tall Girl Appreciation Day. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's also World Handshake Day, but Avrami, please don't confuse that with National Handshake Day. It seems that those are two different days. <laughs> there is that notation on this list. I would not want to confuse the different sponsors of the different days. And finally, it is World Music Day. Huh. Yeah, which... That is a good thing to celebrate, and certainly with Yehuda Green in the studio this morning, we celebrated that live. Okay, now World Music Day means that the world is celebrating music, or is it celebrating the the topic or the, the category of world music? You Did you I mean? hear when I said that this was not a comprehensive list? I'm not everything saying, has an art. I want to know the difference. Okay, so while I'm speaking to my guest, if you want to do that research, because now you All need right. a hobby. Okay. I will tell you that. I'll get back to you. Right. Get back to me on that. And we did our fortune cookie, and so we are ready for our guest. Um, as many of you know, and I'm obsessed with national holidays, most recently on Sunday, it was Father's Day. Father's Day here in the United States. And shout out to all the dads, and we wish everyone a happy Father's Day. But recently, we have become more and more sensitive to the people in our communities who are not able to be fathers or who are struggling to be fathers and struggling to be mothers and struggling to raise families and have families. And so there is a growing sensitivity, as it should be in our community, to, to handle certain situations with, a, with greater tact and care than we have in the past. And with that, I would like to introduce our audience to Ellie Schiff. Ellie or Elliot Schiff grew up in Woodmere, New York. He now lives in California. He was a fan of the arts his entire life. He attended Yeshiva University for college, acted in five plays over seven semester, becoming president of the Yeshiva College Dramatic Society. Through graduating with a degree in accounting, Ellie found it to be unfulfilling to necessarily be an accountant, moved out to California in 2007 to follow his dreams of becoming an actor and writer. Over the years, he has acted in plays and short films and TV. Most importantly, he began his greatest collaboration in August 2010 when he married cartoonist Shari Pear. Now, Shari has already been a guest on this show, and she penned or drew, I'm not exactly sure what the right terminology is, Miscarried, which is a graphic novel documenting her loss during her miscarriage. And out of that begat the conversation, which led to the graphic novel called Michael's Miscarriage, which Ellie is the editor of, telling the story of a couple who miscarries from 
the father's point of view, the husband's point of view. So good morning to Ellie, and thank you for waking up in Los Angeles at 7.30 in the morning. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, my pleasure. Um, I want to mention first off that the Michael in the story um, we don't mention his last name. His anonymity is something that we were we are strict about protecting, and for good reason. So, yes. the, so the story of Michael's miscarriage is not your story, but you have your own story. That's right. Yeah, um, I actually had written something um, around the time of the, of the miscarriage that Sherry and I had, um, but it was a completely separate story. Sherry had had taken her own story to write the her miscarriage uh, miscarriage story. And 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 your story um, was is, is similar in sentiment to Michael's Michael's journey, or it's like completely different, different, different standpoint. Well, it's different in a couple of ways because um, uh, he's a psychologist, so he went at it from uh, dealing with the emotional side of his, um, based on how his uh, how his training and his uh, you know how he went through it, and and for me it was a little bit different because I, I hadn't gone through that training. Um, and I was also away from Sherry, um, unfortunately, when we had a, the miscarriage. Mm. So for me, it was a completely different experience. Got it. And with and with Michael, he is with his wife. I mean, literally every step of the way because they're you know they're in the same place at the time. Yeah, I mean, the, the most similar parts about it were, uh, and basically, they get to at the end of the story, is that it, it was really hard to talk about it with other people at the time, uh, especially you know other guys. It, right. It's the kind of thing that most guys, you know, are kind of taught to kind of keep their emotions close to the vest and not really talk a lot about that. So uh, it, it, I didn't realize how hard it had affected me even until I got home from the work trip I was on because um, I had to hold it together. I was I was chaperoning, chaperoning a, a high school baseball team <laughs> and uh, we were we were away at a tournament and I I couldn't talk to anybody there about that, so it was really wow. it was really hard to deal with. No, I'm I'm sure it was. There's a um, there's a moment when we, as a community, which is which is how I, I started our introduction to our entire conversation. Um, there's a moment where we, as a community, realize that we need to be more sensitive to what other people are going through, and so, especially when it comes to families raising children and having families, we automatically look and turn to the wife. We turn to the woman, and we we feel for her, and we try and and you know soften our stance and and change our terminology, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And when we sit down at the Shabbos table, we we are now being made aware of how let's find other things to talk about than softball and little league and classes <laughs> etc because everyone's not going through the same thing but i wonder now in 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 um reading michael's miscarriage and somewhat getting an appreciation of the the husband's point of view just how much our community needs to 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 hone that focus again, not on just the woman and what she's going through, but the couple. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think as a whole, we're starting to take on topics that we need to talk about more than we have in the past. Um, and, and that's the whole point of Sherry's um, comics. She's doing another one coming up uh, called The Diagnosis um, about a friend of ours who went through a, uh, or, or had a diagnosis for a Down syndrome child, and, and now, you know, have a beautiful uh, young boy who's, who's got Down syndrome. 
but just dealing with topics that are a little heavier that we wouldn't necessarily have spoken about even a few years ago. Um, but I think thanks to social media and um, just the, 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 the way that society is nowadays, we, we can talk about some of these things, and we don't have to be ashamed of you know, going through things that we shouldn't be ashamed for. Right. Um, particularly with miscarriage, uh, it's it's uh, it's one of those things that you feel somehow like you failed or you you did something wrong, and there's just there's no reason for that. It was it was scientific. It was it was something just happened with the body, and and it just you know it's nothing that you can control. Right. Right. And being able to separate the emotion versus the cerebral at that moment is certainly a a major, major task for anybody who's undergoing that at that moment. But once you're able, I imagine, and I have, thank God, not never suffered a miscarriage. So I am certainly not speaking. Yeah, thank God, 100 percent. I am not speaking from a first person point of view. I'm just imagining what it could be for someone else to go through that yeah, absolutely. being able and to, it, and it's, sorry, no, 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 it's important. It also, because when you, you're talking about the, the husband's point of view and you know, it's, it's not always the case, but a lot of the times we want to be strong for our wives. Mm-hmm. We want to be there to support them. And because we're not physically going through the miscarriage, uh, we put maybe our own emotions or our own things aside to help deal with that as best we can. Right. Uh, and, and, and it's the kind of thing that you don't even realize how much it affects you maybe until after the fact and after you've processed it. It's that it's that male stereotype. It's what um, it's what we have done to men, <laughs> really, as and, a society. And the thing about that that's funny is in, in the comic is his wife says, I wish you had spoken more to me about it. Mm. I wish you had really right. opened up about it because uh, I, I feel like, yeah, we want to be strong for our wives, but sometimes our wives need us to be vulnerable to them, to, <laughs> to open up and tell them how we're feeling. So we can we can both talk about it and and let let that go because sometimes we hold things inside too long and then and then afterwards it comes out in other ways. And I wonder what our grandparents would have said in a situation like this. No men in the fifties and the forties, you know, were taught to share their emotions like that and realize not only is it healthy, but they're they're allowed to be sad in situations yeah. like this. There is room for that emotion. That sadness is real. It's. It's so important for us to at least impart that to our next generation of men, of sons. Absolutely. And, and you know what? I, I mean, I grew up with some very strong male figures in my life. Um, but even so, I would see them break down at certain times. And it's not like it, it wasn't that they didn't have emotions. They, they obviously did. And so there are times when you, sometimes you have to just be okay with the fact that you're going to cry about whatever it is or deal with it in whatever way you need to. Um, you know, whether that's talking to somebody or, or writing something or, or just expressing yourself in some way. Right. A hundred percent. Elliot Schiff joins us this morning. He's actually speaking to us live from Los Angeles. Again, I thank him for waking up for this. Um, he uh, is the editor of Michael's Miscarriage. You can find Michael's Miscarriage on grocknation.com. That's G-R-O-K-N-A-T-I-O-N.com. It is the story the, the story of a couple who miscarries, but from the husband's point of view. You know, we talk um, about graphic novels and about comics, etc. And after having read Miscarried, which was Shari's comic, and, you know, the wife's perspective, her perspective, her story fra- about her miscarriage, or I should say your miscarriage, um, there is... Um, 
there is something to be said about the power of the images along with the the choice of language in each box in each square and um it is often in my opinion both cathartic and more difficult to probably express yourself that way as the as the artist and in your case as the editor when you're trying to synthesize both of those both of those elements so that the reader's experience is your experience but but still pal you know digestible enough almost for the reader so that they can get through it because if it's too much on either end of the visual or of the language then they're going to close the book so to speak and you yeah. don't want that yeah it's definitely a fine line to walk i, I just want to clarify i wasn't the only uh editor there was also karen hentman okay. uh, who was also an editor on this but um Yes, you're 100% right. Uh, and one of the things I had to learn from Sherry, um, and, and actually through also writing my own things, was less is more. You, mm. you want to be able to express more sometimes, or you can express more sometimes with just an image. Um, you know, they say pictures worth a thousand words. And, you know, given Twitter and everything else these days, people don't want to read long paragraphs. Right. You know, people don't want to just read snippets. So sometimes we, had, you know, the the writing was really long and we had to just chop whole things out because we realized you can express so much more with just the character's look and sherry is of course incredibly talented and is able to do that with it with a with an image that she can draw so it it was extremely powerful once once we saw okay we can we can cut down this here we can make this a little bit um more focused on on the person's expression or their face and and it really has a bigger impact that way. Absolutely. Yeah, she's incredibly talented, your wife. And um, it's yeah. it's both inspiring and awesome at the exact same time. I want to also <laughs> mention two things. Number one, um, the miscarriage that you and Sherry experienced was in between the birth of your two children. So it yes. so in different in a different perspective from Michael's in that it doesn't seem from the story that Michael and his wife had any children beforehand. That's correct. We actually have, um, we spoke to a couple of friends after we had our miscarriage. And in some ways, it, we, were, we were so fortunate already to have our son. Um, and we also now have a little girl. But um, it, when it was happening, I think we were somehow caught off guard by it because everything had gone so smoothly with our son's birth that, you know, it was just like, what's going on here? We don't, we don't understand what's happening. Um, and, you know, we've spoken to other friends, and you know, we have a couple of friends who had two or three or more miscarriages before they had their first child. And in some ways, that's really scary because you don't know if you can have children at that point. And unfortunately, some people don't, um, you know. And, and thank God, you know, nowadays we live in, in a world with amazing technology where you can do uh, in vitro or, or you know, you can adopt and, and there's just we we have friends who just had twins um you know eight months ago maybe um and they were having fertility issues and you know thank god they have these two beautiful children now right but you know it's 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 just an amazing thing an amazing time we live in that you can we, we you can have children if you really really want to you know there 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 are so many people there are so many children who don't have great homes and and are looking so adoption is also a viable option. A hundred percent. And um, yes, modern medicine is an absolutely incredible thing. And 
technology and advances in medicine continue to astound me. Um, the other thing I want to just mention about Michael is that we um, were very strict about his anonymity and we don't mention his last name and I think that that's important. I wonder though if you could tell me how the two of you connected in the first place in order to share his story. Well, it was actually really amazing because Sherry had put out her first comic, um, Our Story, and it, it kind of went all over the world. Um, and this couple reached out to Sherry via email, and, and well, at least his wife had, and she said, you know, it's a really great story. We just went through something like this. Um, I was wondering if you've ever told the story from the husband's perspective. And, I mean, and this happened... I mean, maybe a few hours after Sherry had said to me, you know, we really should tell mm -hmm. a husband's perspective. And I was like, well, we just told your story. I don't want to really tell my story because it just seems like, well, all it's going to be is the same story, just kind of told slightly different. Um, and she got this email and she spoke with, um, with, with Michael's wife and uh, ultimately she connected directly with them. And, and actually when we were back in New York in, I think it was November, um, they came to, uh, they came to meet with Sherry and, 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 work out the details of, of the comic together. So it was really nice to be able to collaborate with, with other people, you right. know, especially people we hadn't necessarily, we wouldn't have necessarily connected with before this. Incredible. It is the power of social media. I'm not sure that I would have heard about either one of the comics had it not been through my connection with Sherry on Facebook. And this is one of those times where I just love social media and love the power and the goodness and the positivity that can come out of social media. There is so much negativity, so much hate that unfortunately is around us. But when you choose positive, you can see the the opportunities that exist. And so being able to, for the two of you to connect, to the four of you to connect, and then for you and I to connect in order to share the story, it's really quite amazing. Again, you you can yeah. you can you can read Michael's miscarriage if you go to grocknation.com. I'm sure you can search it on their site, correct? Uh, yeah, it's um, it, it, there's a link for sure there. I know that um, uh, Sherry had it on her um, her artist page, so if you go onto Facebook, you can find it on there as well. And uh, yeah, you're 100 percent right about social media. It's it, one of Sherry's biggest things was that she wanted to bring positivity and and. And, and use her creativity for good, as she likes mm, to put it. hundred um, percent. So it's it's wonderful that that this has helped so many people. And Ellie, can you give us like one final message? There are plenty of listeners out there who are are struggling as as couples to either start a family or expand their family. Can you can you give them a word of advice? Um, uh, you know, I think the the key is just knowing that you're not alone and that there are options. Uh, speak to your friends because many of them have gone through something like this. We had no idea how many of our friends had gone through miscarriage until we started talking about it to other people. Wow. So don't keep it in. Talk to people and you'll find out that you're not alone. That's incredible. That's that's a very, very powerful powerful message. More information about Elliot himself, you can go to ElliotSchiff.com. That's two L's and two F's, actually. E-L-L-I-O-T-S-C-H-I-F-F.com. And uh, next time you're in the hood, next time you're back in Woodmere, <laughs> coming, to, <laughs> coming home to visit, please do me a favor and connect. Love to meet you. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for waking up and thanks for sharing. <laughs> thanks for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, or I should say you've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. What an incredible story. I, I need to personally thank Rachel Tuckman. She's the woman, um, the, the, um, the psychologist and... Um, 
not social worker, I can't remember her official title, who uh, who joined me a number, number of weeks ago on the air just around uh, Mother's Day to talk about sensitivities that we need to have in our communities towards families and their needs and couples and their needs and what's going on in other people's homes and the struggle of infertility. And I, I really appreciate that. That conversation with her, and as I had mentioned during her interview, or right before her interview, her speech at the Young Israel of Woodmere, one shot this morning, really rang true to me. And um, I truly appreciate the um, the guidance that she gave the entire shul that morning in terms of our being sensitive to other people and what they are going through. So my thanks to Rachel, and um, and I truly, truly appreciate that. And again, my thanks to Shari, and of course, my thanks to Ellie for joining me this morning. The afternoon continues with a full afternoon of programming, including the live lunch, which starts in just a few moments. That will continue until 1 o'clock, hosted by Nahum Siegel, and at the conclusion of the live lunch. We have crazy stuff to talk about, so don't miss it. It's Throwback Thursday at 1 p.m., and the encore of JM Rewind is at 4 p.m., and of course, the Arab Shabbos music show, hosted by Mark Zomik and brought to you by our friends at Kedem, will start at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You know, I think I told you, I mentioned this, Avrami, I don't know if you were here this week, but I don't like to listen to it Thursday nights. I like it to be fresh on Friday mornings because it encores after Naomi. It's really a great program. Last week, the music selection was quite excellent, so my thanks to everyone involved in the production of that show. Tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, excuse me, join Nachum as he hosts JM in the AM from 6 to 9 AM. Don't miss the 7.40 AM weekly update when Malcolm Honline will join Nachum on the air. At the conclusion of JM in the AM, join Naomi for Table for Two and then stay tuned as you listen to the encore of the Kedem Arab Shabbos music mix. Sorry, the Arab Shabbos show with Mark Zomik and then the Kedem Arab Shabbos music mix. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull, Matzei Shabbos. Matzei hosts JM Sunday. Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, a song which is completely poignant and close to my heart, especially after a topic like this. I'm going to close today with Rami Kleinstein's Matanot Ktanot. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. השולחן ארוך, תמונות ילדות על הקיר, שיירות לבנות חוזרות מבית כנסת. והריח הזה, ששורק לי את הלב, מתגנב, מתגנב, ופותח דלתות. אל אושר קטן, אל אותו שיר ישן, שעובר אצלנו במשך דור. מתנות קטנות, מי שהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות, רסיסים של כוונה, עיגולים של אמונה, מתנות קטנות, מי שהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות, כמו הכוח לקבל את מה שאין, את מה שיש, מה עוד אפשר פעם זה עוד יום שישי, מרפסת ועיתון, השמש כמו הדאגות לאט נמחקת. מנגינות פשוטות, 
זוחלות מהחלום, ושום שערה כבר לא תסתיר פה את השקט. מתנות קטנות, משהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות, רסיסים של כוונה, עיגולים של אמונה. מתנות קטנות, משהוא שלח לי שאין את מה שיש, מה עוד אפשר כבר לבקש? מתנות קטנות. קיבלנו ואכלת, ואותנו קידשת. ברוך אתה, אדוני, מקדש השם. ששורט לי את הלב, מתגנב, מתגנב, ופותח לטוב, אל אושר קטן, אל אותו שיר ישן, שעובר אצלנו במשך דורות, מתנות קטנות, שהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות, רסיסים של קו. של אמון 